Welcome to the We Are PC podcast, episode 27. Welcome to the We Are PC podcast, where it's all about celebrating the creative works of our amazing students, staff, and programs in the Port Clinton City School District. And now, get ready for the We Are PC podcast. Hi, I'm Bryce Copeland, an eighth grader at Portland Middle School, and joining me today, today's podcast, are my fellow classmates, Jonathan Kreisler, Cameron Curtis, and Sarah Roberts. Also joining us is Coach Diaz, and today we're going to be attempt to answer the question, school rules, are they too strict or not strict enough? Okay, so let's start with the topic of food and drinks during school. Do you think that they can help you focus in class? I guess it depends on what food and drinks you're talking about. Now, if you're talking about water, I think that's good. You got to stay hydrated. That's pretty important, right? But if we're talking about pop or Gatorade or something, a monster or something to that effect, I don't really find a use for that type of stuff, yeah, like I would having, say. Like having chips in class, just that wouldn't work. But like a granola bar, just anything like that. Because I know like some of our teachers like like chips in that to class because like uh, one of our teachers, Miss Amos, she said she allows it because it like it's better than having kids talk to each other in class. She'd rather have you eating than like, like disrupt, disrupting class by like talking right, to Because, someone. you know, listening to someone go, <laughs> is not disruptive yeah. in class at all. <laughs> Just saying, you know? Yeah. So... Also, another thing that we're not really allowed to have in class is drinks, even if it's just water. So do you think that we should be able to have waters, like water without having a doctor's note? I would agree with water. I mean, the worst that could happen if you spill it is something gets wet, unless it's obviously an electronic device or something like that. I could understand the no pop or no soda or Gatorade or the sugary drinks per se. But water, I think water is important. I actually, you know, at the high school, I promote water, drink a lot of water, make sure you have your water bottle please you know so for me water is a necessary thing yeah because like sometimes they tell us you can't have water unless you have like a doctor's note but now they're getting a little more like lenient about it where you're allowed to like as long as it's a clear bottle they're fine with it what are some like drawbacks of having water like just snacks in class do you think Water, I can't really think of a drawback, except for, you know, like I said, maybe damaging something in the classroom. But as far as like snacks, I know in the health room, I allow the kids to have snacks as long as they fall under the healthy criteria and not necessarily a bag of Doritos or Funyuns or something (laughs) to that effect, you know, or a handful of M&Ms. So what are your thoughts on phone? Do you think they can be helpful for research in class? Now, that one's a tough one. Because if you have a Chromebook, then what's the point of your phone? But like, what if you're like, what if you're like, well, I know like that'd be on your fault. But like, what if you like forgot to charge your phone or like forgot to charge your computer? And what if like your Chromebook was like, like not working and you could jump on your phone and just, I mean, they they have, they have backup Chromebooks for that though. But like, what if you like, cause I know like some people have to take pictures of the board. So like when they go home and do their homework, they remember what they were supposed to do. That's true, yeah. And also, like, if you were, like, trying to do, like, a game or something and your Chromebook wasn't working because, like, the Wi-Fi was down or something, you could just pull out your phone and you could keep playing the game or whatever you're trying I to could. do. I could. Yeah. You could, but then there becomes, there lies the issue of 
being able to trust you as students to do the right thing. You know, if we can trust you that, okay, you're on your phone actually doing research or you're actually doing what's required, then that wouldn't be so bad. But chances are nine times out of 10, you're either going to be on Twitter or Snapchat, or you're going to be doing something else or TikTok or whatever it is. You're not necessarily going to be, oh, I'm doing what's required in class. You know, you're just, that is a pretty big issue, especially once for you guys, once you get to the high school, because at the high school, you can have your phones pretty much 24 seven, whenever you want, except for when it gets into the classroom, then it's up to the teacher individually what they you know decide for you to do on your phone and i can tell you right now how many people have walked into me walking in the hall because they're busy on their phone you know whatever it is they're trying to do but i do understand if your chromebook's not charged but i will say uh you should add a charge but don't you think that like if you're on your chromebook you could also be not doing what you're supposed to be doing on your chromebook playing games yeah you can because there's like a lot of people that play games you could you can do that just as easily but when you're on the network when you're on your Chromebook and you're logged in, we can track you. We True. can track your activity. In the classroom at the high school, a lot of teachers have ways of tracking what everyone's doing in the class so you can make sure that everyone stays on task. And it's one of those things that it's not we're not doing it because we don't trust you. It's just to maintain focus. Um, like you said, it could be up to each teacher. Do you think that would be more helpful instead of just saying it's a school-wide thing? You know, you're either allowed or not allowed. Yeah, for I would us, agree. it's like... It's like it's a whole thing, like no one's allowed, not even teacher's decision. I think it would be awesome for you guys if you were able to have it. And then it would be up to the individual teachers, because I'll be honest, when the freshmen come into the high school, it's like a free fall with the cell phones. Everyone's like, oh, my God, like they don't know what to do because they can have them all the time. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like it'd be worse. It'd be kind of like crazy, like no one really, really know what to do. But if they started in like middle school. It'd be a little different when they go to high school. Plus, cell phones can sometimes be distracting. Like, imagine we're right here, we're talking, and my phone rings, and I'm here, and I'm talking, and I'm like, yeah, that's pretty – it's pretty much going to say that what you're saying – Doesn't matter to you. Doesn't matter to me. Yeah. And imagine a teacher. You know, you're in the front of the classroom, and they're talking, and you're like, mm-hmm, I'm beating this guy on whatever, Minecraft or whatever you guys are playing these days. Right? <laughs> Call of Duty. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think there could be any negatives to phones? Oh, there's neg. I mean, you can find negatives to anything. Phones, I guess, the biggest negative would be not being attentive to class or easily distracted. It's not any different than you know when you're driving, yeah. texting and driving, or being on your phone. It could take away from your focus from what you really need to accomplish, in, you know, in the class. Do Is there a place for phones? Sure. Yeah. Do you think there's any negatives with not having phones? Yeah, I think. We were in a society where you're so used to having them that taking them away is more of a detriment than a bonus, especially with the way, you know, we all communicate, even adults. It's kind of a, let's be honest, it, 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 almost everyone in the school has a phone. Yeah. It, it, I would say the majority have phones versus the minority that do not. How it used to be where, you know, you were a lucky rich kid to have a phone <laughs> where now everyone has a phone. Yeah. But I feel like it also like having the rule to not have phones kind of makes people like why we get in trouble more with your phone. Right. Like if there's a rule against it, then most likely kids are going to do it. more. Like, especially like the gum them. thing, too, because like yeah. if there's no gum, then that's why kids hide it under their desk because they don't want to like have the teacher know they had gum. But if there was no gum, if there was no gum rule then you like you could just freely chew your gum and then spit it out. 
So then we should say, don't do your homework. Because since you can't do it, you will. Well, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Like that'd be a little different. Because like, yeah, cause like t- but that they're not. They're telling us to do something, not restricting us from doing something. And that's something we don't want to do. Or chewing gum is something that we would want to do. Well, and gum's a tough one too. Because like I don't allow it in the health classroom, and the only reason I do not is because it does end up underneath the desk. Um, And it's not, it wouldn't be one of you guys. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but there's always that one kid or that one student that, you know, makes it difficult for the rest of the class. Yeah. Do you think they should allow like the mint gum at least? Because I know when we're taking the state test, they allow us to have mints in that, but they always said no gum, like even if it's mint gum. I think mint gum, if, I mean, if you're going (laughs) to, mint gum helps, Mm -hmm. but then, you know, you just have to trust that you guys aren't going to dispose of it inappropriately i feel like i feel like some kids might have anxiety or just or just talk too much or something like that (laughs) so like they could just chew gum and you know i would agree well and then obviously then you have to run into the issue on how you chew gum like how to trust kids because then there's those kids like smacking their lips together trying to chew gum (laughs) being obnoxiously loud yeah Yeah. (laughs) you wouldn't want that So what is the policy for tardiness? Well, at the high school or here, what is the policy here at the middle school? Why don't you guys If you have me? five tardies, you're, you get a lunch attention. And if, like, you have to be in the building uh, by uh, 7.30. And if you're late to class, they count it as a tardy, too. And I can I mean, if you have more than five, you get an after-school detention. Well, no, if you it's if you get it five, depends. you get a lunch detention, and then if you get like, and if you get more, it's an after-school detention. Cause yeah, some people the, have the tardy policy is is pretty. I think it's very similar at the high school, although it's also very individual. So let's say the school policy I want to say is five tardies, and then you get a lunch detention. Individually in classes, they're different. Like for me, if you get three, you're gonna get a detention. So. You could potentially get one from me and get one from the school as well. Punctuality is very important. At least for me, it is. Now, I can understand tardiness like to school if you're depending on a parent. Yeah, or that's what a I like. Brother. Because I remember in like the elementary school, it was like they didn't, you didn't personally get in trouble if you were late. It was like your parents more or less got in trouble if you were late. Yeah, because like sometimes like getting to school and like also getting back from lunch sometimes, mm-hmm. it's hard to like, you know, you don't really have a lot of control over that sometimes and you're getting in trouble for something that you really didn't have control over. I, I would agree with that. Sometimes there, there, I mean, there are circumstances to that that's going to change your, your tardy policy for sure. Now for us, like one of the big problems I have is being late to our harbor or like, or homeroom. Um, like... Do you think that should be a tardy? Because I've gotten in trouble. I've gotten like I'm already at like the five already because I've been uh, I've been because I come into school and then they mark you tardy, but that's because I'm grabbing my books and all that and I'm heading to Harbor. Right. So your Harbor and homeroom is it at the start of the day? Or yes, the yeah. start of the day. So that's like so let's say school bell rings at seven thirty. So then Harbor is what the first ten minutes, five minutes, thirty hour? minutes. 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. I would say for homeroom, there should be some flex. Now, we're not talking about 10 minutes, 15 minutes, but, yeah. you know. Like, I'm years. showing up, like, the moment the, like, Enough the. Come on. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I've been doing, and I've gotten. Yeah, like yeah. you're getting your stuff, and then as you're walking to harbor, the bell rings, and then you're like walking into class, and she's like, "Oh, sorry, sorry, I'm not your absent." Yeah, it also depends on like the teacher. Yeah, I would say there's some flex because I know for me at the high school we have lunch, and then right after lunch is when you have your home room, and I give my kids there's that flex. I call it flex time. Obviously, I also have juniors, so they're a little more responsible, but they have like about five minutes between transitioning from lunch to homeroom. So if they want to get their books or whatever it is, they have some transition time. Do you think like, I don't know if this is too high compared to the high school, but do you think they should raise it from five tardies as the limit? I think five is, I mean, five is a lot when you think about it. I don't know. Cause like you could like, Cause let's say, cause I know like sometimes it's not your fault personally. Like I know most of all the times I had were personally my fault, but um, like what if someone's like parent, like hasn't like just got a new job or something and they have to like get used to that new schedule and your parents are like causing you to be late that whole week. So then, so then you're at your five tardy limit and it doesn't even change after each trimester. It, um, it just stays all year. So it carries over. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe if we did if if you did a reset after the trimester, then in essence you would get fifteen a year. You know, instead of well, then like if they if they reset it, then it should be like let's say three only. But that's only if they re- like if they reset it every trimester, then that would only be three, and then you would only get nine tardies. Per so year. more than five. Yeah. Right. Not a lot. Guess it depends. I mean, and every situation is different. You know what I mean? Like your situation, your example of, you know, new jobs, stuff like that. That makes sense, you know, to being excused. Obviously, maybe the, you know, your, your parent can write a note and say, hey, I have this new job, new schedule, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. But I kind of, I kind of feel like if you're like, um, they should reset it, which it doesn't have to be as high as it would. But as long as they reset it, it won't be that bad for kids to be trying to get to their pot trying to get to their um class or something because then if you if it resets you're like all right i learned my lesson and then i'll try to fix it next trimester or something yeah i agree like again it's just back to the topic it's not always your fault and you can just be like a minute late and it, it still depends on the teacher and it's it can't it's not always your fault so for that reason i think that the amount of tardy should be raised I mean, I'm extremely flexible when it comes to stuff like that. If, you know, if there's a legit excuse, I'm usually going to let it slide, but I'm going to trust that you're being honest and truthful, of course. Uh, So, yeah, I think that just like the number of tardies should be raised because of that. But, um, so, so overall, like, do you think it's too restrictive or like for dress code? Uh, moving on to dress code, like, do you think that the dress code here at the middle school is too restrictive? See, coming from from the high school where it's not as restrictive, it changes things a little bit. I feel, me personally, the dress code is is kind of a difficult subject because based on age and obviously gender, it makes it, it changes the rules. You know what I mean? And sometimes if you if you got rid of the dress code, just imagine a school with no dress code, what it would be like. Well, I think we still need some dress code, but that's just like 
I think that they should loosen it up just a little bit. Like, what would be an example that you feel? Well, the ripped jeans. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. You're not allowed to have like ripped jeans here. The most will over your knee. So like, it's like annoying because like, I don't know. People get in trouble in dress code all the time. I can understand that a little bit though, because you'll always have that one person who will just go crazy with the rips. Like in their like, in the high school though, you're allowed to have jeans as long as they're not in appropriate places. Correct. Which is. I mean, you can find them. The thing is that when you buy them at the store, just buy the right, a pair that doesn't have them where they're not supposed to be, yeah. you know? Uh, it's not any different than, you know, when, when boys like to wear their pants, you know, with their underwear hanging out. I don't understand that concept. It just makes no sense to me. You know, the ripped jeans, it's it's the fashion, it's fine. I mean, I'm, I'm all for kids wanting to express themselves, but you also want to represent yourself in the best light. So if you dress like a thug, people will treat you like a thug, you know, if you dress inappropriately like a female, they're going to treat you inappropriately like a female, even whether it's right or wrong. And it says a lot about by yourself. You never get a second chance to make a first impression. So you always got to remember that. Uh, so I have certain, well, I have certain rules like no tank tops or just. Uh, like like there's a supreme you're not allowed to wear that because it's supposedly game related or uh, you know headbands or tank tops like if it's hot outside you know like why why do you think that having certain rules like that would be beneficial uh kind of like you guys alluded to earlier people will take advantage of that situation and let's be honest we've seen some of our students around here you don't want to see them in tank tops right it's you know <laughs> not very flattering. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a good sight. It's sometimes. not a good sight, and not to be mean, but you know, tank tops I think are fine for let's say the beach or you know you're going somewhere that's going to be outdoors, but you're basically going from your vehicle to inside the middle school where it's air conditioned, unlike the high school, which is not exactly. So do you think we should have a suggestion box for student suggestions regarding any rule? I think that would be excellent. I think that's a great idea. That way you can get some, as long as you guys have legitimate concerns and legitimate comments in there, and it's not just making, oh, this rule's dumb. Well, that's fine. But in your opinion, why is it dumb? You know, why, what, how would you like it to see, how would you like it changed? What can we do as a student body to change this rule? I think that would be I think it'd be very helpful. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for joining us today. And thanks to all of you out there listening to episode 27 of We Are PC Podcast. On our next episode, we will talk more about people that make PC schools such a great special place. Thanks for listening to We Are PC Podcast. Our students are working hard to provide you with updates, highlights, and a peek into the creative and talented lives of our students, staff, and community. If you'd like to suggest a topic for the We Are PC Podcast, please email us at podcast at pccsd-k12.net. Thanks for taking the time, time from your busy week to listen to the show and celebrate our amazing Port Clinton City School District.